Hello, hello my friends, my family, my community, my tribe. Welcome to the Hippie Moms Podcast. Welcome back, my friends. You know, we truly are on our journey to heal, mamas. We heal because we realize that we do not want to pass on the things that don't work, right? The self-doubt, the um, the not caring for ourselves, right? The We don't want to pass our pain and our wounds onto our children. And we heal because we want to be free. We want to live lives as the divine beings that we are. And the thing is, though, what I've realized in my journey of healing is it can be overwhelming and tricky. I mean, there are so many different styles of energy healing and therapeutic modalities. And I mean, there's just, there's so much out there. It's, it's overwhelming. And, and so we can get lost. We get lost and, and then we stay searching outside of ourselves for someone to fix us, right? This is what I call, I need something or someone else to fix me. Um, and I get it. I've been there. I understand that. Here's the thing. Yes, we, we could use some help and support, right? That is in alignment with where we're at in life. And this is where, why I'm so excited to bring in people like Kristen Jackson Bannister. I just, I love this woman, you guys. This was such a beautiful conversation. And for me, such divine timing. You know, we, we truly are in this, in this experience together as mothers raising the next generation. And it's a lot, it's a, it's a lot, you guys. And what I love about this podcast is that Kristen brings in this deeper understanding of the felt experience or this activation of the body and its expression in our life experiences. And what you'll notice is she moves from this knowledge that we have everything within us to activate our innate capacity to heal. We have everything within us. I mean, isn't that kind of a relief that we already are and have everything we need? Which you're like, great, yay, but now what? Uh, Well, the next step is to listen to this podcast, obviously. Um, You know, Kristen is uh, is, is such a beautiful beautiful person. Uh, She is a licensed professional counselor in the state of Arizona. She's also certified a somatic experiencing practitioner. Um, She has a lot of other uh, things that she does. She's just really fabulous. And she, what she's doing is she's helping people heal. That's where, where she is living her purpose in this life, you guys, is to truly help in the healing of humanity and how beautiful, right? That's why we're all here. We're all here to raise the vibration, our own vibration. So we raise the vibration around us around uh, for our families and for, and for our children and their children and their children. And so what I hope is that you move into this podcast with an open heart and open mind and don't forget to stay and listen to the whole podcast because there's something free for you. And I'm really excited that we get to, you know, how great we get to bring, you know, people's messages and, and, and their unique star-coded uh, healing modality to the world. And I'm so excited Kristen's with us. I hope you just appreciate her as much as I do. And uh, without further ado, let's, let's dive into the combo.
All right. Welcome back, my friends, to the Hippie Moms podcast. Today, we have Kristen Jackson Bannister with us. I'm so happy you're here, Kristen. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Becky. I'm really happy to be here. I am so happy you're here. We are going to talk about a lot of things, um, but I would love for you to share how you got into the work that you do today. Yeah, great. Um, I'd be happy to share it. Um, So I started, I studied traditional counseling uh, in my graduate degree. um, And I started in the field and I really felt like something was missing. And I had had a lot of history in in doing uh, wilderness therapy work or wilderness work. And so one thing I did was I went uh, and studied wilderness rites of passage with a, which a, with a wonderful organization called the School of Lost Borders. I was training to be a wilderness guide, a wilderness rites of passage guide. And in the training we spent, um, we spent a month on the land in ceremony, doing different ceremonial um, engagements with the land. It was a really an important time in my life and a special time. And one of the messages I got from that time loud and clear was that um, it was my purpose in this world to use the body to connect us to connect the human race to connect people I come in contact with to the earth herself as the body as earth was my through line in this work and then and then I dove into studying different modalities to do that I I studied a kind of movement therapy called open floor um, therapy in motion and I also studied um Peter Levine's work, somatic experiencing, and I've added little bits and pieces from different um, people along the way and and kind of mixes through me and becomes what it is mm. in my practice. I yeah. love that. Oh my gosh. I want to do that. I want to go spend a month in the wilderness doing ceremonies. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like heaven. Yeah, it was. It's amazing. I highly recommend it. Yeah. So moving into this, like getting back to our bodies, like, can you speak around that? Like, why do we need to do that? And what, what is that? How can that actually help us? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What I can say about it is that we, we live in a world and we have an idea about ourselves that is, um, you know, that, that the main mind and the body are separate and we have given so much priority to, um, cognition and, and thinking, not that there's anything wrong with those. It's just that we have celebrated, um, what we call the logical mind. Um, and you know, it, it turns out that actually there, there, is no separation between mind and body that we it's one unit one experience and there's so much happening in the body that provides us with information and helps us to experience things you, you might have heard it said that you can learn something but you don't know it until you feel it until you have the felt experience of it and that's really the idea of working with the body is giving ourselves the felt experience of of whatever it is we're, we're trying to understand or heal from. Um, and so 
it, it, the body also gives us incredible resource. You know, there's the felt sense of the body. Like I have an ache in my arm or I have an expansion in my chest. And there's also the other information that comes through different channels of experiencing, like the senses, what I smell and taste and see the experience of, um, emotion is actually generated from the body. Um, the experience of, um, imagination. A lot of people say, I mean, it, it is a cognitive experience, but we can also find it relating to the physical body. So, it's just a wealth of us that's available to us that most of us have are not tapped into. And so why, why is that? Why aren't we tapped in to the body? And you, you said it a little earlier because we've given so much uh, attention to the mind and the analytical mind, the logical mind and the thinking. Um, but yeah, but we're not really landed in our bodies. Yeah, you know, there's, there's a couple different ways I could go with answering this. One is that we do, we store a lot of trauma or hard things in our bodies. So it can be, it can be frightening to come in and feel what's happening here, especially without, without support or education. Um, you know, we feel pain in our bodies. We feel grief in our bodies. We feel so much in our bodies. So to tap into it, um, can can feel frightening at first. Um, and of course, what we're missing there is that if we don't feel the hard things in the body, we also don't get to feel the expansive things, the joy, the mm -hmm. gratitude, the love that's available to us as well. Mm -hmm. um, so it is nice to be able to have somebody to support you um, while you're exploring it for the first time um, or just exploring it in general. Mm -hmm. I love that. So really we have these experiences, these traumas in our lives, right? And a lot of times we don't feel safe, right? We're, we're not, we're not safe necessarily in that trauma. Mm -hmm. And so we can't really process that experience. Is that correct? Is that's what's going on there? Yeah. Well, that's such a great question. Okay. Um, I think that our, our, what, you know, hmm. To, to be able to process the experiences that get lodged in our body, we actually have to go to the experience of the body feeling okay or safe or good or something other than that experience in order for us to be able to approach the places that feel hard and difficult. And mm -hmm. so the body works, this, this is at the basic base of Peter Levine's work, the body, the body heals and it also comes from a lot of indigenous cultures. The body heals through, through the experience of something that feels like a resource mm -hmm. and something that feels like a stuck place or a hard place or a trauma, right? And so we have this, this natural uh, capacity for healing if we pendulate between, if we can move our attention between the two and then a third thing arises, which isn't the resource and it isn't the trauma. It's something called that I would call integration or healing itself or the experience of flow or normalness sometimes is just what it feels like. Um, yeah. And we, it's so interesting because we kind of get stuck in these patterns that we're not even aware. Yeah. That's one thing I've realized through my healing is when you start to do the healing, you're like, wow, 
I, I, I'm such a different human than what I always thought I was because I didn't, I wasn't able to really move through these big emotions, feeling safe. But once we feel safe and we can move through the, cause it's essentially it's energy. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is energy. It, we're, this is energy work. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I love hearing you say that. It's like you discovered, you know, I'm different than I thought I was. There is the places where maybe I was, I was holding on to something or you, you know, you might've even had an identity around something and then you move through it and you just keep discovering your bigness, your vast. Mm. That is so beautiful. So, okay. Now lead us into like the, the healing through movement. Mm-hmm. And, 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 cause that's something that, which is so great. You all have to stay tuned and listen to the full podcast. Cause you're going to hear what we have for you today, but I would love to talk about that. How, how do you help people heal through movement? Tell me about that. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy to talk about it. Yeah. Um, so, you know, here's the thing about the human experience. Here's the thing about life itself is there really is no stillness. You know, we can get our bodies to be <laughs> as still as possible, and we're still going to have a heartbeat, and we're still going to have breath. You know, life is always moving. Life is always changing. Our emotions are always changing. Our, our sensations are always changing. Our thoughts are constantly moving through us. Um, and so, and so the practice of movement, whether it's in in the work I do in my therapy office, or, you know, I also do work on, on dance floors where I invite people to dance and pay attention. And so it's, um, it really is the practice of witnessing the movement of witnessing what is true, that life is always moving, that we are constantly changing and moving. And then also referencing that within us, which remains the same, Mm. learning to reference that, to feel it. Yeah. So how do you help people tap in to that, that the, 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 energy of what and who we truly are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's a wonderful question. So um, I have different meditations that I use. Mm-hmm. Um, I do use experiences of, of gratitude and what, what, you know, the philosophers call transcendent emotions. So gratitude or awe or you know, love with a capital L or selfish, selfishness, or like true forgiveness, when you really see the higher um, being and the other human being. Um, so um, I, I think that it's such a great question, because I think it's happening more and more in the therapy office that therapists are recognizing, we need to include this, the spiritual self, the whole holotropic self, right in in the experience, um, and and the beauty of it is is that we can experience the holotropic self, regardless of how much awareness or or work we have done around the protective self. Mm. Right. Mm, yes. Yes. I love that, and I I really want to explore because recently okay someone says like be grateful right like just be grateful but there's there's something so magical about gratitude but I think it's become so almost 
I don't want to say trendy, but it's like the, the, the meaning has really lost itself. And what I've recently discovered is like the feeling of gratitude, like that, that like deep reverence for all of the things that, you know, are so easy to take for granted in our life, right? It's so easy to focus what's not working and where our focus goes, grows. So I'm like, I'm tired of like growing stuff. I don't really like (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to start focusing on things that I really do love. And it's been absolutely life-changing. And so can you like talk around that a little bit? Like, because you have a beautiful article about gratitude, which I love you bring in the neuroscience and, you know, for people that need the analytical mind to get on board. Um, So I'll make sure that we have that in the show notes, my friends, but like, tell us about that. And how can we as listeners begin to truly experience gratitude in, in, in a new way and something different. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. So well said, I appreciate what you said, the felt sense of gratitude and how different that can be than this sort of idea that you, you should feel it. Right. Um, so let me, let me start by, you know, some, although it's so hard to define, but what is gratitude, you know, at its core, at its, it's felt sense experience, like you're talking about, it is really being present, the mysterious miracle of this existence, right? It's like, and when that happens, we don't have to try to feel gratitude. We just are in, right? We are gratitude, you could say in those moments, right? And the the other thing I would say is it's okay not to feel grateful about everything. Like there's some things in this life that are so hard and so difficult and, and, you know, we don't just have to feel grateful all the time. There are all kinds of other emotions that arise in us. Um, And so permission to not be grateful all the time. Mm, Yes. Yeah. Cause if you feel like you have to do anything, you don't want to do it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Exactly. But it's really like, for me, it's almost like, I want to create a magical life. Like I really do. I'm at a point in my life. I'm like, I'm, you know, I've had the contrast, Kristen. I've lived in the self-doubt and the, you know, the, just the lower energetic fields of emotions, which are all beautiful there. They provide the contrast, right. For us, when we do feel happy or joyous or grateful, Um, and so like, it's being intentional about it. Right. And saying, you know what, I'm not feeling grateful and there's so much right now I can, I like, I can source and just look at, wow, you know, my kids are healthy. Yeah. Yeah. Like I have a roof over my head, like the kind of the things that it's like, just be grateful for your food. And I'm like, no, I really am so grateful for my food. Does that make sense? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I love it. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, I think, again, I'll reference what you said earlier, which is like this felt sense of it, right? We can go up into the cognitive mind and think, we can repeat a hundred times, I'm grateful for my food, right? Totally. But when we really stop and let ourselves engage the body and notice how that feels and notice where we feel it and give it mm-hmm. attention. When we give, like you said, when we give something attention, it grows. And then we have, we're building that embodied relationship to the mm-hmm. higher self or right or the preconditioned self maybe I would say right like yes uh, 
Right. Mm-hmm. So it is, it, it is, you know, finding like being intentional and willing to cultivate a deep, because the beautiful thing is we can generate anything at any time. Mm-hmm. And it's not about being fake. Like you're, you're sad or you're depressed. You're like, okay, just be joyous. No, kind of like the emotional scale. Like maybe we can find a little peace or, you know, moving ourselves up to a higher vibration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And gratitude does, like you're saying, it's such a a powerful thing to use, to generate and to really generate what, what you want or what life wants you to have, right? There's maybe a distinction between those two things. Um, Because, you know, what we find over and over again, when we are able to be in a space of having contact with, with, our higher selves or the part of us that can be present and really enjoy life is that life wants us to be well and happy and connected and right. And so that's our natural state. Mm-hmm. And I think the generative quality of gratitude is when we recognize that what we're offering gratitude is the source from which it came. Mm. Right. So to just recognize, I don't know why or how, or even if I even deserve this, but but to say thank you Mm -hmm. to that from which it came and the mystery, the mysterious source from which it came. And, you know, just like human beings, energies like to be thanked. They like to be seen and appreciated. Yeah. So there's a part on your, okay, I'm going to, I'm trying to, I'm going to bring you around to it. So I'm hoping you can talk about, but there's a part uh, that you wrote about, about gratitude that is the most powerful expression of gratitude. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Indeed. Okay. <laughs> this actually surprised me and I love it. Yes, I love this. So many pieces, right? So for what, what scientific research have, has told us is that the most powerful experience that we can have of gratitude is to receive somebody else's gratitude. Mm. And so that arms us with uh, the knowledge that one, when we offer our gratitude to other people, we have a very powerful tool, right? So we're helping if they, if they really receive our gratitude, we're helping them do all kinds of things like reduce anxiety, increase motivation, increase their felt sense of well-being. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it invites us to live a life where we're generous in, in many different ways. It doesn't have to be financial, Um, And not, you know, we can't hang on to the hope that they're going to thank me for my generosity, right? But when we catch, if we can really catch those moments where people do thank you for what you've done or what you've provided, then we have a powerful moment for ourselves that we can use. And these are moments that we can revisit. We can use them in meditations. We can, you know, move with them in our body to really notice how did that feel for me? Where did I feel it in my body? What did it feel like? Mm. If I hang out with it, if I give it my attention, yeah, I'm going to increase it. I'm going to make it bigger and I'm going to get a bigger benefit from it. Mm. Yeah. It, uh, I will say consistently being in gratitude, it really does like bring magic into your life. And, and I love that you said that okay so just to clarify when we give other people gratitude like tell tell them how grateful we are for them right Mm -hmm. what they do that we love and and the things that we appreciate about them um and we can and like you said we can do that we don't have to tell them physically we can feel 
mm-hmm. gratitude for them, right? Like you said, in meditation or like a prayer or something and feel that. And they feel that because there mm. are no, there's no boundaries. Mm. That's beautiful. That's such a lovely thing to say. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if we're holding anything about them, a slight little judgment or whatever, yeah. right? That practice will just melt that right away. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so beautiful. I mean, it is so helpful, especially with the people that you live with all the time <laughs> and are on your nerves. <laughs> what a great idea. Yes. <laughs> it really does. Cause, and they feel it. They feel that expansiveness. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's really beautiful. Go ahead. What I was going to say about it is I also mentioned this in the article that neuroscience tells us that there are actually two distinct neuropathways, um, that uh, one will will help they call it pro-social help us connect to other people and also gives us an experience of well-being and the other is protective it you know and we can feel it when we're in protective in a relationship it's when we have judgments about other people or you know project onto them or you know all the things that we all do right and so the more we can um, practice moving into the pro-social, the, the better results we're going to have in our practice with gratitude, in the way our felt sense of our own selves and our relationship to our own selves, because ultimately what we give away, we receive, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's so true. And it's, and it is, it is because that that's like the, and the universal law, right? It's like this infinite infinity sign, what we give, we get back. And then we just continue to like grow that through and, and we can create unconsciously or subconsciously, or we can create right with conscious, with an awareness saying, this is, this is now what I, what I want to create in my life and focus on that, but it is hard. And, you know, for people that are, and I say that because when people are dealing with traumas and things that kind of block that energy flow. Yes. Mm -hmm. And and, and it's, it's, it's really, I mean, it's not, it's not like, it's not normal. I mean, we're all dealing with some sort of traumas. We've all been traumatized in our lives. Right. I mean, that's just Mm -hmm. the reality. And so the, the the more we can kind of move through and like, and clear that, I don't want to say clear the energy, but move the energy the more mm-hmm. we can like be, we can be present and show up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's well said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you, how do you work with clients? Like, how do you work with clients? Like what are some different modalities that you bring in? Is it, is it kind of the same thing or do you work differently with different people? Yeah. Um, uh, I work differently with different people. It depends on, you know, what's showing up in the office that day, like the, the person, what they're bringing, you know, mm-hmm their relationship is to the work and the body and um but it can look like um it it runs the continuum from looking like asking a person to pay attention to information that's coming through the body so we'll we'll establish the different channels of experiencing that I, I mentioned some of them earlier their their sensation sensory information image thought um, thought is in making, making meaning of the experience or any other thoughts that arise, we pay attention to, mm-hmm. um, uh, energy level. Um, so energy level will shift and change as we go. Um, and 
sometimes intuition will show itself. Sometimes memory, a different function of cognition will show itself. Mm. And so what we're going to, what we'll do is we'll invite the person to put their mind on their body at times and see what experiences are available to us. Cause we all have access to some of these channels more than others, mm. um, just from life. And so we'll, we'll, I'll work with people to help build relationships to channels that they maybe don't have a lot of access to, but it's, we can totally start with whatever you have access to. Like I have a wonderful person I'm working with right now that has an amazing imagery. And so we work a lot on the imagery channel mm. um, and that's just fine. You can do a lot of work with that. Um, so it range the 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 work itself can look like a person being still and paying attention to the body or being or moving and paying attention to how the body feels in the movement itself. Um, movement in particular, you know, expressive movements, postural movements, changing posture, mm-hmm. um, bilateral stimulation, like like can help us actually make connections that we're right on the verge of making. Wow. Um, and then crossing the center line is a really powerful thing for us too. That is so cool. It, the body is so wise. It's so wise. It's, well so, it's so brilliant. And mm-hmm. really, it's, we're really, it's untapped. Yeah. The intelligence that's in it. That's like, really, it's like kind of the doorway to our freedom is, is moving back into the body, right? We've been in the, the spin of the mind and it's like, no, no, no. We already know that's not it. That just causes suffering. Like come into the body. Right. I love that. So you have, so you have a, um, a gift for us. I do. Yes. I recorded, um, a, a brief, uh, guided movement session. Um, it's particularly around stuckness, um, cause that's had my attention lately. So I thought maybe this, maybe I'll provide it for y'all and see if it's useful for anybody. So it's a, a brief movement. I would call it a movement meditation or movement session where we just explore a little technique that I've found to be used, helpful to use stuckness. It can be like, I'm stuck between this and that and making a decision, or I'm mm. stuck because I feel like I have to be one way. And I, and I, my authentic self says to be another, we get stuck in so many ways. So, mm. um, yeah, that's, yeah. that's if I'd like to offer. I feel that I can't wait to do that because yeah, we all, we, we all go through those moments where we just feel like, like, where do I go from here? And, and then it can kind of, it can kind of stay. I, I love that because it, it could, because then we need something to just kind of like, kind of push us out, push us over the, <laughs> that over the, over that cliff a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so often we'll try to use the mind, like to think our way out, which it doesn't it work, do, but it can be hard. <laughs> the mind, uh, well, in my experience, I'm going to speak from my experience. Yeah. My mind has never figured it out. <laughs> I don't think mine really has either. It, it doesn't figure it out. Now, the only time that it figures it out or maybe something right, the greater intelligence, the message can come through is when I'm not thinking. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's when like the magic and the, and the real messages and the things that really um, can, can, you know, move the needle are, yeah. are, are when we can like be, be receptive to yeah the natural intelligence that's all around us. But if we're constantly in our mind thinking, it just, it's like, we're kind of staying in a cage. Yeah, it can be for sure. Especially when, you know, like you're trying to make a decision and the thoughts will just kind of do their same groove round and round. Yes. Like the same old boring stories. I feel like sometimes my, so my grandmother had Alzheimer's and it was very, very sad. It was very challenging. And I remember she would tell the same stories over and over again. 
And wow. that's how I feel my mind is. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Like you're like, uh, that story is so not cool anymore. I don't even like that story. Like let's, and I think that what's so beautiful is doing the work that you're talking about, you know, really helping me people move is it brings space in, in the thinking mind and new neurological pathways and new ways of showing up to the world because we're not robots. Yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. We are not robots. Yeah, it's so so interesting you say that. We have all this language about neurocircuitry and the mechanistics, which helpful metaphor, but you know, we keep fall into the trap of thinking that we are robots. It does. It feels robotic, you know, even the way we move. And that's why I love that you work with um, you know, literally moving energy through movement, you know, maybe in ways that we're not always used to moving because we do kind of, you know, walk a certain way. Like, you know, have you, I mean, how many people dance without like nobody's watching? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. That's my goal. You know, those grandmothers, they see they're like out on the dance floor dancing crazy. I'm like that, that's going to be me. That is me. <laughs> that's so wonderful. I'm such a huge fan of dance as a practice. Freestyle dance, just let the movement happen. Oh, it is it's a powerful the, practice. It's the most therapeutic thing that you can, that really, I feel it too. I always feel so joyful and just like free. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Oh, Kristen, this is so much fun. There's so many beautiful um, elements to our conversation. I really feel there's so many beautiful golden nuggets and I'm really excited to check out your uh, movement meditation, right? It's a movement. Is it a video or an audio? It's a video. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Okay, good. All right, so all of you out there who might feel a little stuck, you're not alone. We're in this together. So we have a beautiful uh, video that Kristen put together for us that we can utilize to move us through these moments. And I'm gonna make sure Kristen's information is in the show notes too, so that if you feel called, she has such beautiful energy, such a beautiful vibration, Kristen, thank you. And I'm so glad you got to bring your and your gift to hippie moms and if there is any you know they can reach out to you i'll leave i'll put your website and they can just learn more about you yeah great yeah find me on my website i have a newsletter i have a blog i have offerings so i'd love to hear from you all and but and thank you so much becky for this podcast and also i mean for this interview but also for the podcast i love what you're doing i think that you know, I know not only moms probably listen to this, but I want to say to moms, I just think that y'all are doing the most important work in the world and I really admire it. Thank yes. you so much. We receive you, Kristen. We receive that. And it really is the most important job in the world. And yes. that's why we're banding together and we're doing it together and we're walking each other home. That's just, that's what we're doing here. <laughs> Mm -hmm. All right, everyone, we'll catch you on the next Hippie Moms podcast. Bye.